creating and rekindling memories. NHR. That takes us all the way back to 1926. Uh, Marion Talley uh, and Coming Through the Rye. Um, I have it on very good authority that that has got something to do with Spider's Web uh, from the director. Uh, someone who doesn't quite know about that yet because he's just got to go into rehearsals this coming week is, uh, is Mr John Lyons. And I'm very pleased to say he's on the other end of this line. Good morning, John. How are you? A very good morning to you. Yes, I'm fine, my friend. I'm still down in London, but I'm leaving today and I shall be up in Nottingham this afternoon. Marvellous stuff to do. Ready for rehearsals, 10 o'clock in the morning. Brilliant stuff. So, mm. lovely. Well, hopefully it'll keep cool for the, for the you know, sort of ride up here anyway, because... Oh, yeah. yeah. The last thing you want is... Right. A, a last thing you want is a hot train journey. You're um, absolutely right. So, well, fingers crossed for that. Now then, it is Spider's Web. It's on 2nd to the 6th of August. Uh, right. It's part of Colin McIntyre's classic thriller season we'll find out a little bit more about that very shortly but John I want to go back in time a little bit uh, because most people will know you from playing Detective Sergeant George Tooton in uh, A Touch of Frost but your career spans TV shows like stuff like On the Buses and George and Mildred Man About the House and and also another Detective Sergeant in the Sweeney but it was playing football that actually kick-started your love for acting wasn't it? Absolutely right, mate. When I was 17, uh, and I, I live in London, I was born in the east end of London, and I'm playing football on Hackney Marshes, and it just so happened that a chap joined our little side, our little pub side. His name was Tom Duncan. He was a journalist for our local paper. He used to do the show page in our local paper. And after about three or four weeks, I didn't know him that well, one night he suddenly turned to me and he said, John, tell me, have you ever thought about becoming an actor? I said, what? No, never, never. He said, well, I think you should have a go. And he gave me a card, a business card, of a new drama school that was opening in about a month's time uh, called E15 Acting School. And I thought, next day I'm looking at this card and I thought, I wonder. Well, I took a chance. I called. I got the audition. I got through the audition. And I did three years of drama school. And when I left drama school in 1964, I was a professional actor. So it just happened by somebody saying something to me. I I never thought about it. It was just coincidence or fate, whatever you like. And And that's how I started. And the rest is history. Well, I don't like to boast, but since 1964, I've hardly been out of work. It's just been so, so lucky and so, so good to me. So, yes, I'm a very lucky person. (laughs) Tribute to your acting skills, that's what it is. Now then, listening to your voice, I mean, nobody would imagine that at drama school you took elocution lessons to get rid of the the natural Cockney accent. Well, Uh, as I say, I was born in the East End of London in Whitechapel, and I had such a strong Cockney accent when we started the drama school. One of the lovely teachers, an old actress, she took the time. I would go in with her, as a, have a one-to-one at nine o'clock every morning. The school started at ten, but we went in at nine, and I had an extra hour a day elocution lessons. And I did that every day for, well, five days a week for the next three years. Uh, and I'm glad to say it worked, because people now don't believe that I am a true cockney. <laughs> which I am. But um you see you really have if you want to do an if you want to be an actor and you want to play lots of different parts then you just can't have a strong cockney accent otherwise you you spend your whole life playing villains. So yes, I did that every morning for 3 years. 
You see, hmm. li- listening to sort of um, people's accents nowadays, and I, I mean, I've seen Shakespeare where people have, have got a, an affected Cockney accent. Yes. Do, do you think natural accent helps or hinders if you want to pursue an acting uh, career today? Well, when uh, yes, when I left in '64, <clears throat> it didn't help that much. But nowadays, no, it doesn't make the slightest bit of difference. And in fact, I think. Uh, Producers, directors actually prefer it. They prefer these regional accents. Well, you can also see it as well as time has gone on on our radio. Um, yes. We yeah. have regional accents from everywhere. Um, on our TV, from all over the place. The only thing with TV sometimes, I'm, and I'm not the only one who notices this, sometimes you cannot hear the words it's so special. Well, American TV is even worse. They all mumble. Yeah, yeah. And mumbling's no good. Not on so, TV or anywhere. Or, <laughs> or anywhere. So it's it would it would have been a drawback back in the sixties, but now, oh, sixty years later, no, it's not a drawback now. Because as well, Kev, you've had over the years, we've had uh, a lot of actors coming from working-class backgrounds like Michael Caine, Albert Finney from up north, Michael Caine from south London, uh, Alan Bates, I don't know where he came from, but you had a lot of working-class actors and actresses that came to the fore. So yes, no, nowadays, it's not a drawback. See, I, I remember uh, when I first started in radio, I uh, I had an interview with Peter Cleal. I don't know if uh, you can remember. Yes, oh, from what? Please, sir. Say, sir. Yes, um, and uh, I'd, I'd never spoken to him before, and we'd, we'd arranged the interview and everything, and uh, he, he came uh, on, on the phone, and he's got such a posh accent. And yeah. I was expecting him to talk exactly the way Duffy did um, uh, in, in, in Please, please sir. sir. And uh, Well, strangely enough, Peter went to the same drama school as oh, me. Right. E- E15. Although he was two years behind me, uh, he went the same. I also did a series with Peter. Uh, we did, <clears throat> excuse me, we did something called Spooner's Patch, which never really took off for ITV. But we did 20, 21 half-hour episodes of that. But I, So I knew Peter quite well. And maybe, yes, you may think he has a posh accent, and he probably does. But he comes from Brighton. Mm. He doesn't come from the East End of London. But he, yeah, he played Duffy, didn't he? He did, he played, sir. Yeah, and so. he was the he was a tricky Cockney. <laughs> he was as well. <laughs> what a great character! Um, and uh, and I think uh, it, I mean, is he, is he still going? I'm not quite sure. I'll have to have a look. Who, Peter? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, he is. Is I he still think got I'm, the management I'm, agent? I won't be too sure, but I think he's more of an agent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he he was. I think he then, is. So. Now then, tell us a little bit about your first contact with John Goodrum from uh, Tabs Productions. Well, um, um, I, I go back, as you know, Spider's Web is mm. written by Agatha Christie. Um, and over the years, I have been in her most famous play, well, the most, the longest running play in the world, The Mousetrap. So I've, I've been in that on three separate occasions. Uh, every, every five years, if you see what I mean, I would go back and do another year. And I think it was the second time I did it. John came to see uh, another actor in the play. And when it had finished, he said to the other actor, I wonder whether you would pass this script on to John Lyons. Uh, This was about, uh, this first script was about um, Jack the Ripper. 
Anyway, I got the script, and I hadn't met John. He sent me the script, I read it, and I thought, oh, this is good, I do like this. This would be rather nice. And then we met, we met in London. We got on very, very well together, uh, and I said, yes, I would do it. Unfortunately, about a month later, I had to pull out of it um, <clears throat> for reasons of health, to be honest. Um, so I had to pull out of that. Uh, but he didn't forget me, and I didn't forget him, most certainly. And about probably two years later, he came back with another script with the character Father Brown. Now, most people know what that is. It's a, it's a uh, series on TV, but it was written by G.K. Chesterton, I think, in the, in the 20s. That's right. So he came back with this and said, John, would you be interested in playing Father Brown? And, well, I think we've done two tours of it now. Two different versions of Father Brown. We only finished one maybe about two months ago. But I've also, within that space of Father Brown, I think I've done about three or four other plays, not only for him, John Goodwin at Rumpus, but also Karen, Karen Henson of Tabs Productions. So I sort of alternate between the two of those for when they want me. And I'm glad to say I do enjoy working with both of them. They make it... They make it so easy to work with. And so it's always a pleasure. So whenever they ask me to do something, if I can do it, I do it with the greatest of pleasure. Oh, that, that's lovely. And they're, they're a lovely pair as well. I've known they them for are a few together. Years. together. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do they direct and they write, but uh, they also act in the plays as well. So they do, they do uh, in other words, they're both clever clogs. <laughs> The two of them. <laughs> now they're in the upcoming production um, yep. for um, the Colin McIntyre uh, classic thriller season. Uh, yep. There's the production of Agatha Christie's Spider's Web, of course. Now you play Sir Roland Delahaye. Um, Sir Roland so Delahaye, yes. Tell us a little bit about Sir Roland and uh, a little bit about the plot for Spider's Web. Well, I won't tell you too much about oh, no, the plot, no, no. simply because you can always give it away. But as you know, with Agatha Christie, there is always a murder somewhere um and this is all set as strangely enough the mousetrap is set all in one house with guests i think there's about seven of us in this in this play so you've got the the, the husband and the wife of the house and you've got the guests and somewhere along the line somebody gets killed there is a murder mm. and then the rest of the play is trying to work out who the murderer is. So I won't say too much, just in case somebody works it out. But that's the fun of, of not only Agatha Christie, but of those crime things. The audience love to try and work out. Sometimes it's very easy, but they do like to try and work it out. So I won't tell you too much about that. But um, yes, my part, Sir Roland, he is, well, he's the eldest of the, of the guests. Uh, and he is what he is, Sir Roland. He's a he's a, a knight of the realm. He was uh, he worked he was in the army. Um, he was in the Foreign Office, so he was very very high up. And the reason he's there within that play, the lady of the house, Clarissa, I, Roland, am her ward. So I have a personal contact with her, um, and. I, Without, I'm thinking at the top of my head so that I don't say too much to you, <laughs> <laughs> and I give away who the murderer is. But it's it's a it's a very very good play. And what is unusual about it for Agatha Christie? There's quite a few laughs. 
there's one or two scenes that almost turn into a Whitehall farce, if you see what I mean. And that for her, for Agatha Christie, is a very unusual way to go. So not only is it a murder mystery, but there's quite a few laughs in it as well. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm always... Oh, used... I hope you're coming to see it, yeah? I am indeed. I've got my tickets sorted. Oh, definitely. Yes, wouldn't miss Good it. Lad. Especially and with you When you, you do, it. I know we, you and I haven't met personally. We Please have, actually. Say hello. We have met, actually. Where? Um, at the Theatre Royal. Uh, you came up and introduced yourself to me, and I said, I know who you are, John. So ah, it, yes, it was upstairs. You, it? That's me. Yep, that's Did me. Did I also lend you fifty pound that night? Uh, sorry, the oh, sound's gone ever so that, funny on, on the headphones. As I do remember. <laughs> well, we will meet again. We will. We will indeed. As Vera Lynn used to say. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> now, for us who have followed Colin McIntyre's classic thriller season and Tabs Productions, I mean, this play's got so many well-known Tabs faces, like Andrew Ryan's in it, yeah. Susan Earnshaw, uh, yeah. John's in it, of course, and Chris Brooks. Uh, as an actor, it must be nice. Nice to know uh, that you'll be working with a cast that you already know. It's a bit like family, isn't it, going back to family? It is indeed, and that's one of the lovely things in working for Rumpus and Tabs, is that, yes, you meet again and you work with the people you know, and it really does make it... Well, you've cleared two obstacles before you start, um, because you all know each other, and you know you roughly know how each other works and what have you, and... If you get on with everybody, which is very important in any company, if you get on with people, it makes it so much easier and so much more fun. And yes, it's a, it's a pleasure. I think every single every single person in, in Spider's Web I have worked with one way or another over the last four or five years. So it's also nice to get back to see people and have a chin wake. Definitely. Now, then, over the years, I mean, the years yep. that you've been working and acting, and as you've said, yep. it, you know, it's it sort of been sort of non-stop for you. You must have some great memories um, to, to sort of put down in a book. And that's what you've done. Um, tell us a little bit about your book. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking, my friend. Um, yeah, over the years... Uh, what I also do as well, as you know, I did, uh, with a touch of frost, of course, yes. we did that for 17 and a half years with Sir David, and there's, it's still showing today. In fact, I think it's on this morning, I think, and repeats. So, yes, there's, there was all of that, but I also, I do pantomime, and I do pantomime every year, but I also do a lot of... Um, a lot of work for P&O cruise lines, cruise ships. Right. And on there, I give talks about my career, about my life, about acting and what have you. And over the years, people have said to me, John, you really should write a book. And I said, I can't. I haven't got the patience to do it. I haven't got the dedication to sit down and write all that. Anyway, along came lockdown. All work was cancelled. I had about four jobs myself, all cancelled. And my agent said, John, you really should take this time now and write a book. And I did. I did. I wrote it. She put it up to publishers. It's a publisher in America. And to my great surprise, it was accepted straight away. And it's been it's out now. I think it's been out for about a year now. It's called, let me tell you this, let me think, it's called Not Just George, which is George was the character in The Touch of Frost. And David, Sir David, kindly wrote the um, the... The forward, that's the word I'm trying to think of. He wrote the forward for it. And it's, it's out, and it's certainly out on Amazon, um, and all good bookshops, as they say. So it's, yes, 
not just George by John Lyons, with a great big photograph of me on the front. So if you see it, you won't miss it. Well, you know what? I, I love reading autobiographies. I, cause I'm, I'm nosy. That, that's the reason why I'm nosy. <laughs> um, I just love reading autobiographies. I think that is now going to be one, uh, one of the next books. Um, Good boy. That, that'll buy. I've got a book voucher for Water Stones. I'll be there uh, in the week. I should be looking well, for your book. They, they may not have it on the shelf, but when they say when they do, as the Smiths, they say, we can certainly order it for you, sir. Well, it, if, if not, they haven't got it, it on their um, shelves. Brilliant stuff. Or you can get, I know you've got that. Or you can get it from Amazon. But if you've got a voucher, use it. I, sh- I shall definitely, because I want to find out more about uh, uh, and listen, your sorry, mm. to, like this. If you do, and and you've got it before you see the show, bring it with you. And I will be very, very happy to sign it for you. Oh, brilliant! Right, I should, I should be, because I mean, it starts on the second of August, so I've got, a, I've got a, a week at least. You've anyway, got a week to, and a half, maybe. Yeah, definitely. So, All brilliant. Right, now, just before we do let you go, because I know that you've got that train to catch. Uh, yep. I mean, you're a jobbing actor. Do, doesn't, um, I mean, do, does the uncertainty of, of when and where your next job will be bother <laughs> I you? Know. I know you're absolutely right. And in a strange, you may find this strange, in a strange, perverse way, I quite enjoy that. Uh, And I always have. Because you never know where you're going to be next, who you're going to be working with. And I quite like that feeling. It's a weird thing to say, but I quite like that. Um, But I suppose I can say that with uh, a little bit of confidence, because I know there'll always be another job. Well, th- th- this you know is what I mean. when when you've got the talent that you've got, you know that you're going to get well, a job. Um, so, well, I mean, I've got when we finish this, I've got a few things to do. I've got a couple of uh, cruises yet to do. I also give a few talks to. Um, I've got two down in Eastbourne for the Rotary Club, and then I will do Panto this year again uh, at Lower Stoft in Suffolk. I think that is. See, this is what keeps. So, so I keep busy. This is what keeps you so young. And agile, it's, right. it's all this work. Um, I promise you, is... you are right about that. Yes. Um, it keeps me young, I, especially when I do panto and I work with a lot of young people. Uh, I find that good for me because I'm now 79, so I find that good for me. But also as well, the, the, the act of learning lines, having to learn lines and keeping that muscle in your, mm. in your brain working all the time. And you're right, I think it keeps me young. I'm a young 79. Well, long may you reign uh, as a young whatever age, because yeah. uh, I tell you what, you, I mean, you, you look brilliant on stage, and I wish I had half your energy, to tell you the truth. Um, so, and Panta, I mean, that is not easy job. No. It, Twice it a is day. difficult. Twice a day, um, and we all, whatever you do, I will be, although we haven't started, I haven't seen the script yet, but I will certainly be in at least two dance numbers. I will probably be in two songs. That's apart from the acting side of it. And if you do that twice a day for six days, we only have one day off, so if you do six days a week, you know, you're doing 12 performances a week. So, yeah, it is hard, but um, again, it is fun. We do enjoy it. Well, I certainly enjoy it. And again, I go back to the fact that if you get a good company together and that everyone works and works hard and enjoys each other and get on with each other, then it makes it easy. Whereabouts are you in Panto this year, John? We will be at the Marina Theatre Lowestoft. There you go. So I'm sure any... that's 
Suffolk, I'm sure it is. Yes, yeah. So I have been there before, once before. Right. So yes, I shall be there this Christmas. And then, as for next year, well, that will take care of itself. Well, definitely. Yeah, wait till next year to get all that <laughs> sorted. You've got enough on your plate for the rest of this year. Yeah, so. I've got enough to do. Yeah, keep you busy for a bit. Yeah. Uh, John, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting you on the phone and having to chat about uh, your career and everything. Spider's Web is at the Nottingham uh, Theatre Royal, uh, 2nd to the 6th of August as part of the Colin McIntyre Classic Thriller season. Uh, Looking forward to uh, to seeing you there. Um, Thank uh, you. And uh, the book you've got out, you've got Panta, you've got everything uh, else out there as well. So nice and busy. So um, I shall let you get off so that you can get that train and get up to Nottingham. uh, Perfect. And I I shall pop her back and see you on the 2nd of August Kev thank you very much and thank you for making it lovely and easy uh, thank you, always mate. a pleasure when you've got someone as nice as you to talk to John <laughs> so take care now have a good journey thank you mate cheers bye bye did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity as a result we rely on people like you to donate to it all our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you.